Well, here is part two. So excited about this, Bill. Part two of Grace, what is it? We kind of scratched the surface in the last podcast. Uh, I mean, barely scratched it. Didn't get as far as we wanted to go. So we're just going to go as many as we need to on the subject of grace. What is it? Now, I'm going to go back and redefine one more time what grace is. Grace is, listen to this, grace is God's ability, his influence on our heart that brings forth his ability to empower us to do what we can't do on our own. And I left off with a story about the anger issue. Right. You know, I stopped being angry when I focused my attention on God's unconditional love. Listen to this, unconditional, no strings attached. Unconditional love means he treats you no different no matter what you do. That's unconditional. So you no longer were thinking about the anger thing as something that you you have to get Mm -hmm. rid of. Right. Because otherwise, God's going to have you as a second-class citizen. Mm-hmm. Might put you in timeout. Might kick you That's out right. of the family. That's right. You just the awareness mm-hmm. that you were accepted help. That was that was the grace of God coming into work. Yeah, you know. And and let's think about this. The Bible says that grace abounds, which means it's multiplied, comes alive through thanksgiving. So as I begin to meditate on. And, and thank God for his unconditional love. I don't know, like I said in that in the last podcast, I don't know when it happened, but at some point I stopped being angry. You know, again. Not, Share that scripture verse again. Okay. And, and, and the Bible says, and I think it's in First Thessalonians, it says that grace abounds through thanksgiving. And that word abound means comes alive. It, it multiplies. It, it, it grows in our heart as we are thankful. So I became thankful for God's unconditional love. And again, unconditional means you treat me no different no matter what I do. As you're defining the word grace, I mean, I remember reading over that scripture verse and you just like everyone else that I read over. It's got mm-hmm. grace and peace to you through the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. It was just like a hello is all it meant. Yeah, yeah. But that said something. It says a lot. You know, Paul starts all his writings that way. Except the pastoral epistles. He starts all his writings, grace and peace be unto you from the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's not just a hello and right. a religious thing. He means, I'm speaking, yeah. and the, pastor, the power of God. Bill, the pastoral epistle says this. It says, he's writing the ones he writes to pastors. Grace, peace, and mercy be unto you <laughs> through the Lord Jesus Christ. So he adds mercy to pastors. And I can understand after pastoring for you know, roughly 33 years, I understand the mercy part. You know, I understand that. Uh, so, so we left off talking about the the uh, overcoming the anger issue. Again, I don't know when it happened, but I started giving thanks that I'm loved and accepted. And I keep feeling this coming up in my heart. I'm going to go ahead and say this uh, um, and put it in a, in a language all of us can really grasp. Unconditional means many things, but one of the things it means is I treat you no different no matter what you do. Okay, and I, I've had people Bill say, and you know I've talked about this. How many times people say, "Well, I love people unconditionally." No, you don't. You know, well, we should. Well, we should, and what we should do and what we do is often two different things. But in your own ability, you don't have the ability to love people unconditionally. You know, it takes the grace of God to love some people. You know, it takes the grace of God to love us sometimes. You know, and uh, so. I had a guy told me, tell me one time after I'd made that statement, I, I take I take offense to that, you know, Pastor Allen, that 
I, I love people unconditionally. I said, no, you don't. Hmm. I said, so that, cause that means you treat them no different, no matter what they do. Oh yeah. I love unconditionally. I, I love unconditionally. I said, okay. I said, I disagree with you. I'm going to paint you a picture and say, let's say you you're off on your business trips and you come home a day early and you find your wife in bed with another man. Would you treat her any different? Hello. Yeah. I'm not saying, would you love her? I'm, I'm you may still love her. It broke your heart. What happened? But would you treat her different? He said, well, of course I would, you know, for, until I got over it. And I said, that's not unconditional then. See, God's love is unconditional. He treats us no different. So I made the focus being, and, and the grace of God came alive. I made the focus being, God, if I never change, if I never change, you're not I, changing. I know, I know we're good. Yeah. You, you love me? Listen, he knew what he was getting when he got us, and he's not disappointed now. You know, you shared one time, you know, uh, with me about your, your uh, prayer life and about missing a day or two. And, and you know, I feel like you'll go ahead and share that, you know. Yeah. I, gosh, I remember sitting in the car and feeling guilty because it had been a couple of days, I think. And I normally was, you know, 30 to minutes to an hour. Um, praying, just praying. Out. Praying and reading scripture okay. was kind of went hand in hand. And we need that. Yeah, it's normally one triggered the other type of thing. And I remember sitting there thinking, and I thought, you know, I'm a useless. Uh, because you hadn't prayed in two days. Because I hadn't. Well, yeah, I came from that harsh mm. deal. And I thought. I've been there and done that. So I I felt, and I thought, God, you know what? I, you got a raw deal when you got me, you know. You might as well you might as well just take me out. You know, you might as well, I don't know. I don't know how effective I'm going to be in building the kingdom and that type of thing. And I thought about this book that came out years ago or, and it had a saying or whatever, uh, maybe it was part of the book or maybe it was the title of the book. And it was, if you were to be tried as a Christian, mm -hmm. oh like in court, whatever, would there be enough evidence to convict you? And as I'm sitting there in the car and I'm mm -hmm. feeling this, all of a sudden, Mercy. I opened my Bible only because to get a little bit of the guilt off as I'm waiting on someone to meet them. And I'm reading about something that has nothing to do with it's blowing and exploding in my heart. It says, you know what? If, <laughs> if there was never enough evidence to convict you, if you never spoke my name to anyone for the rest of your life, if no one ever knew you were a Christian, I still think I got the better part of the deal, Bill. Mm. And I thought I, I, that's like, that's like, I can't make that stuff up. It, it's I, like I Jesus. That that's like Jesus said. You know, flesh and blood. Peter did not reveal this to you about. That's exactly right. You know, and flesh and blood didn't reveal that to you. You hadn't been taught that. No, you taught the opposite. And a peace and a joy came that. Wasn't because I said it just all came together, and I just sat in a car and wept like a little girl. You know, and when <laughs> and I guarantee you, Bill, if you think back on that, when when you did that, a desire to read your Bible came alive again. It did. You know, anything we do because we have to, we always end up despising, even if it's a good thing. I had a lady one time thinking about that. But you know, I shared that story 
with people I went to church with, and they were, you know, that ain't God. Oh, yeah. That ain't God. That's the devil getting a hold of you. Yeah, that's right. You're hearing like, yeah, but um, now I've got more fruit, more joy yeah. and peace in my that's life. Right. I'm kinder to people. I've got more fruit. In fact, if it's the devil's got a better message than God, if that's the case. And and when you entered into that place of peace, the grace of God caused you to enter into that place of peace. You couldn't do it by yourself. Mm. You, you couldn't read the Bible enough to get peace. Uh, maybe a false sense of peace. But when you did that, then you started living that scripture that, that Peter says, always be ready to give an answer to the person who asks about the hope that you have in you. And so people started seeing something different about this guy. I tell you what, I hope I don't just uh, hijack where we were going here on this. But prior to this, you know, if I went on a flight, which I flew quite a bit for business, I would, I'm better say this, but I would have, oftentimes I'd have a Bible with me to read on there so that it might have the person next to me. It might open the door for a conversation or something like that. And it never did or it went south, whatever. I put, I, after I had that experience, I put that thing away and I said, you know, uh uh-uh, i I'm accepted just the way I am. He loves me. If I never mention his name again, that's right. I went on a flight that same week, so a round trip, and the person sitting next to me, out of the blue, turns to me and says, you know what? My sister's a Christian, and she said this. Do you believe in God first? <laughs> and I thought, oh, here what? we go. The same almost exact thing on the flight coming back home. Mm-hmm. No, I ain't got anything on. I don't have a cross on. I don't have anything. And someone's talking to me, and they're telling, and they're not a Christian. Mm-hmm. And they're talking, and I'm like, okay, I got the picture. <laughs> I ain't got to do it. This thing ain't on me at all. That's right. That's right. I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it now, <laughs> honestly. You know, and it's good It's good to revisit those things and remind ourselves. You know, the, the Bible talks about it in the book of, uh, I say Philemon, I don't know exactly how you say it, but it says, uh, that your faith becomes effective, activated and effective by the acknowledging of every good thing that is in you in Christ. And that includes things he's done for us and through us, you know, that we need to rehearse those things, you know. And and as we do that, we, we have that thankful heart. And as we do that, grace is activated. It is alive in us. And, you know, you think about, about the prayer thing um, and, and reading your Bible and all that, a um, friend of ours is a dear friend, and she'll probably see this, uh, and and she wouldn't mind me sharing it, and and I'll never violate confidence in someone, you know. And and uh, so anyway, so she came to me for for counseling one time. This is years ago, and and uh, she had visited our church some, and and uh, but the church world that she was in, she'd buy had to divorce her family to leave it, you know. So she stayed connected there, but she supported us, and and we get our CDs, and CDs back then. Actually, started out as cassettes. And uh, so she came to me, and she's falling apart, Bill. What's wrong? I'm I'm get I'm behind on my reading my Bible through in a year program. I thought, if that's the worst problem you got, <laughs> it's gonna be an easy fix. I mean, Bill, she was coming unglued. I'm talking a nervous basket case. I know of those. Yeah, like, like we do so many things in Christianity, you know, that we set our own rules up, you know. It's like, you know, the, the, the Jewish people, you know, in Galatians, you know, it says that 
Paul said, who bewitched you? How'd you, you start out in faith and now you're adding circumcision back to the thing. And what are you doing? And, 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 you know, we don't do that, but we do it other ways, you know, by reading our Bible. And you gave away your freedom. It's, it's Jesus plus reading our Bible. It's Jesus plus going to church. It's Jesus plus something. Anyway, so, so we sat there, you know, and she was, she was talking, sharing her heart, crying. And I think Janice was even in there with me. And uh, they're, we're dear friends to, uh, to Janice and I, her and her husband, uh, both. And, and, uh, so I said, now I'm going to give you, a, if you went to the doctor and he gave you a prescription, would you take the medicine? You know? I said, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you something you probably never heard another preacher say. You said a lot of things I ain't heard anybody else say. I said, okay, I want you to come back in two weeks, okay? Make an appointment with my assistant and come back in two weeks. But between now and when you come back, don't open your Bible. But I'll get further behind on my Bible reading. I said, trust me, just hang with me. So she comes back in two weeks. Did you, did you read your Bible? Mm. No, but it's been hard. I said, okay, I'm going to give you a verse now. For the next two weeks, this is your verse. You know, and it, and it was really about who she was in Jesus. And Anyway, so long story short, she got over that and got whole. Well, I've told that story several times through the years, and one day she said, she called me. She said, oh, I'm just laughing, laughing, Alan. I said, what about? She said, I was listening. You tell a story about this crazy woman. And you didn't call her crazy. I'm calling her crazy. That was upset because she was behind on reading her Bible through in a year program. She suddenly realized that's me he's talking about, you know. So, but anyway, we, I kind of got off track there. But, but um, you know, grace, uh, you know, brings forth effortless change. It's like the scripture in Jeremiah. I want to read it to you. Jeremiah thirteen twenty three says, "Can an Ethiopian change the color of his skin? Can a leopard take away his spots? No, nor can you who are used to doing good. Excuse me, used to doing evil now start doing good." You know, it takes grace to change us, you know, to change our behavior, to change, you know, those things. And, you know, and you and I were talking, you know, earlier. Just hearing you say that, I still have to filter out the religious way of hearing what you're saying. It takes great, you know, okay, do you put, take out the nonsense. He's talking about something, Alan talking about something real. His ability. Yes. I can't Almost need to remove the word grace because I don't understand. Is yeah. programmed improperly yeah. in my head. Exactly. And and so it just means his influence on our heart that brings forth his ability. So can I, can I if his open, ability yeah. working through us, right. Almighty God, mm-hmm. that's what you're talking that's about. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Okay. And it's like the Ethiopian. Ethiopian, can he change the color of skin? No. He said, can a leopard take away his spots? No. He said, now, neither can you who are used to doing evil do good on your own. You may do good for a while. You may make a New Year's. I made a, not, a lot of New Year's resolutions when I had hangovers, you know. <laughs> and I, I'm, well, I'm making a resolution. I'm not going to do this again. And then the, the hangover would leave, and the stomach would settle down. And I was back doing the same thing I'd always done because that's what your effort does, you know. See, under under the under the law, people work real hard. I mean, really, really hard at trying to change themselves by the law, but it didn't empower them to change. Now think about it. Under that wasn't the, its purpose. Okay. Yeah. Under the law, you were charged to change, but it didn't give you the power to change. Because the Holy Spirit didn't live inside you, you know, in the Old Testament. It moved on people at times. Okay. So the law did not uh change them. It simply gave them a standard of conduct. Okay. You know, this is how you ought to live. 
And, 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 and there's some truth still in that. See, grace, God's ability, you know, to be sure we grasp this. It's not like a garbage truck went by or something. Grace does not work. Now, this is so important. Grace, God's ability does not work because you believe in grace. Doesn't believe, and I know a lot of people that think that. Grace. Say that again. Grace does not work. His ability, his influence on our heart does not work because we believe in it. Grace, his ability works because we believe that we've been made righteous through the Lord Jesus. So if we believe we've been made righteous. It means right standing, right standing and, with and God. only through that. Mm-hmm. Only way. Then we've got to remove all, anything of the, well, you were talking about Jesus plus this. We've got to take the plus and anything that comes after it, which is our behavior. Mm-hmm. Like you said, this morning we were having breakfast. You, you quoted that scripture. It said, you know, Paul said, all things are permissible unto mm-hmm. me. But not all things are profitable in them. Mm-hmm. Not, I am out from under the law. Mm-hmm. I can do anything I want, mm-hmm. but God changed my heart. Mm-hmm. And there's other things on top of that that just aren't going to do me any good. So I'm going to stay away from those. All right. yeah. and, and, and he goes on to say, don't use the liberty that you've discovered as an excuse to sin. Because you know? it'll bite, yeah, it'll bite yeah. you. And, and it's like, you know, Paul said, it won't change yeah. how God's thinking That's about right. you, but it'll bite you. Yeah, I'll the way you sin is death. You know, and I'm not talking physical death. It's going to start with an emotional. It could end the physical death, not God judging you, but consequences. You know, and, and, and it's like, um, you know, in, in Romans. Uh, well, I mean, there's so many scriptures, you know, that, that we could we could use, but but um, again, we're about to run out of time again. But um, the grace change that we and the change that everybody's looking for. Is really simple. You know, going back, as I said about the anger issue, and if you didn't watch the, the first podcast on grace, be sure to watch that. Because I go into quite a bit of detail about the anger issues that, that the grace of God and his ability helped me to overcome. But it's when you give thanks to God for his love and acceptance. See, like I said, you grace, just said though the change that everyone's looking for yeah. is 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 effortless. You know, you don't have to try to change. It's paradox. That's a paradox. I don't change. I don't. I do not change to get acceptance. I change because I am accepted. Like like in Ephesians two ten, it says we are His God's workmanship in Christ Jesus, unto good works. Now we don't become by anything by our good works, but because of who we are, by nature of who we are. We're his workmanship creating creating and doing good works. Not to gain acceptance, because I'm accepted, as we said, and the last one is I'm accepted as I'll ever be. I can't get any more accepted than accepted. And, and so, you know, so you you give thanks to God for his love. So grace, again, his ability does not work. I know people that believe this, Bill. Grace, his ability does not work in you because you believe in grace. Grace works in your heart because you believe that you've been made in right standing through the Lord Jesus. And you believe that because his word says so, and it, he, the Holy Spirit makes it come alive mm-hmm. in your heart, yeah. breathes it in. Yeah, and you know, and, and becomes reality. One, one of the main... Am I right? Yeah, exactly. One of the main uh, things the Holy Spirit does is, as Romans uh, 5 tells us, 
is that the love that the Holy Spirit makes the love of God real, makes it more than a doctrine. You know, and as John said, and, and say for, that one again. Sorry, the, the holy the Holy Spirit. One of his main jobs in Romans five says that he makes the love of God real to you. That's more how than much a, God loves yeah, us yeah, individually. How, yeah, how much He loves us, and, and and so it's not just a doctrine anymore. You know, it's an experience. Yeah, you know, and in the First John it says, um, he says that we have known. The Living Bible says we have known and felt the love of God. And when we listen, Bill, whoa, when we feel the love of God, we mm. act different. Mm. We treat people. Let's different. start next podcast on that one. You think about that. Yes. When we feel love, we treat people different. We act different. We'll go further next time. We'll have part three of grace. What is it? We'll go further with next time. And and uh, but between now and then, you know, if you haven't watched part one, watch it, listen to it, and and then we'll jump into the next one. But between now and then, you know, listen, focus on how much God loves you. Not on what you're doing wrong. Doing, focusing on what you've done wrong is not going to change you. We're living proof of that. Mm-hmm. See you next time. Blessings to you.